go. Well, I've played a little bit longer this time. I'm gonna be. I got a bold. <laughs> I have a bold statement. Yeah. And I have an overrated, underrated. What do you want to do first? I don't know. I, I got to tell you something real funny, though. As the music's playing, because a lot of times it ends up back in my, my telephone. So I'll just yeah. go and then I'll put added recently on my phone. I don't know about mm-hmm. you when you download music. So our, our shows will come up in it, even if I don't yeah. mean to listen to our show. So a lot of times I have to sit here and go, is this the song or is this the show? Yeah. And every time I think that within a second, I hear you. Come on. Fuck. Shit. Let's Are go. we on? What the fuck? And then you're. Let's go. You, you, you completely blow the opening of every one of them. Takes too long. People got a life to live. They're like, we've heard the fucking song. Do you have anything prepared or, or should I move on to fucking uh, Bob Vila to his podcast? Is Bob Vila still alive? Yeah. He of is? course he is. Kicking ass in flannel. You want to do overrated, uh, underrated, or the bold statement? I, I, I want to I I hear both of them, but let's go bold statement. Let's go off uh, firing. Yeah, let's come right off firing. I figured it out tonight on the drive down here. I'm buying Chargers season tickets. Are you really? Yep. I've, and you know the thing is, I'm not even a Charger fan. Yeah. I just realized it's the best value in sports. It is. And who gives a shit? Yep. Being at the NFL yesterday was so much fun. Yeah. I'm not into the Chargers at all. But when you think about the fact you're going to see eight NFL games, really ten NFL games a yeah. year, uh, I figured out how the PSL money works. I'm not going to share it with you because I, not you, Dave. I'll tell you <laughs> off the air. But any of the rest of you can do it because I feel like I got to hold your fucking hand on every little aspect of your life. I'm telling you, I'm doing it. And I couldn't give less of a shit. I don't support Dean Spanos. I couldn't give less of a shit about the lightning bolt. I'm doing it because I think it's going to be a very easy, very good investment. And what? Eight Sundays a year. Basically, sometimes two Sundays a month. And fuck, I'm up there like that right now how it is. Okay, here's the deal. Once in a blue moon, you will say something that will knock me off my feet, and I'll yeah. say, fuck, you're smart. Right. And this is one of those days. The fucking glasses, kid. This is the glasses. Now you're the glasses of L.A. You're just the glasses yeah. of Southern California. Here's the deal. When they announced that basically what the ticket prices were going to be and the way it was going, uh-huh. I thought the same thing you said. That is a great fucking value. Yeah. That's L.A. That's a big-time stadium, and if it turns to be worth anything, all of a sudden, you're a king. You're a yeah. really smart guy. It's a great idea. It's great entertainment. I'm telling you right now, as much as people right now are throwing up on their own I couldn't chest, give less of a shit. I'm, every other year, I'm going to see either the Packers are yeah. going to come to town, the Cowboys Steelers. are going to come to town. Right. The Steelers and every- Pat Mahomes for the next 10 years. Right. Every year. All yeah. those guys are coming in, and I'm going to get in right now while nobody gives a shit about exactly. it. More people are excited about LAFC. I'm going as somebody who loves the NFL. Yeah. And I'm going to see it in the Crown Jewel Stadium. You can play, hey, Jerry Jones, put your fist up, and I'm going to put something in it. That's what I have to say to you about your stadium. And Arthur Blank, you can put your fist up, too. I got something to put in your fist, too. I'm telling you, it's going to be the Crown Jewel Stadium. Yes. Stan Kroenke wears such a good hairpiece that nobody can tell it's a hairpiece. He's a guy who's got his shit together, and it's going to be reflected in that stadium. Look, here's the deal. No joke. I, I know people say, "Oh, I'm not going to go up to see a Charger game." I don't. They don't care about you guys, Andrew. They just don't. They can act like they care all you oh, want. The money's green. Me. Look what happened when Jeff went to the Rams Packer game on Sunday. Yeah. It was packed with Packer fans. Okay, it doesn't matter. People go right. to Southern California to support the team. If they look at the schedule, going to go on one trip. Guess what? We're going to go to Southern California. Yeah. and have a good time and get out of the shitty cold, and we're going to follow our team, and it's going to be great. 
The owners don't care. The money is green. No. Yeah, they prefer that you're cheered when Philip Rivers throws a touchdown pass. But overall, they'd rather have your money. Yeah. they just rather have your damn money. The StubHub's fantastic. I've been going now for a while. You went last year. The view you get as close as you are from the StubHub is nowhere else you're going to get anywhere in the NFL. I know it's not the big-time NFL stadium, but I remember listening to people talk around the NFL saying, you know what, maybe this is the future of an NFL. It's the top level. I think it was Amy Trask that said it. The top level of an NFL stadium is what's most expensive to build, and this is an intimate experience that you're not going to get anywhere else. They're only going to play there next year, and then they move into your brand-new stadium. Yeah. But otherwise, enjoy it for right now. Get in. The ticket price is going to be nothing at StubHub. And then jump right in. And then all of a sudden, Jeff, you kind of solved your problems that you talked about with your kids yesterday. You're raising a generation of young kids of a sport that you love that aren't going to be NFL fans. Right. Um, I Now, yesterday the talk was that would the NFL tell the Chargers, look, just stay at StubHub. We don't want you at the new NFL wow. stadium. Just stay at StubHub. And I I wouldn't be shocked if Stan Kroenke buys into that completely because Chargers were supposed to contribute four hundred million to this, and now it's down to one fifty, and that number could drop again. It wouldn't shock me if that number drops again. And then what do you do? Um, I really don't need to be a season ticket holder at the StubHub. Would you I, not do it? No, I, no, I love it. I absolutely love the experience there. Yeah, I know, but but the tickets are overpriced there. Well, here's the deal. Would they still be overpriced? Would they still jack it way up there at StubHub? I mean, I, they want to say they want that hometown experience. I understand they're going to have a tough time in the big brand new stadium. If I'm staying yeah. cranky, I'm doing everything I can to keep them at StubHub. But let's say the Chargers, okay, let's say that is the plan. What mm -hmm. happens if all of a sudden Charger fans do start to grow? I mean, you can laugh at this all you want, but there's a very good chance the Chargers could go to the Super Bowl this year. They're the, probably the second or third best you know, team in the AFC. Do you know what I would do if I was Dean right now? I would immediately get into negotiations with Angels Stadium because the Angels have opted out of their lease. Yeah. And the Angels now are free to go anywhere. And if I'm Dean, I call the city of Anaheim and say, look, I want first option on Angels Stadium if Artie leaves. That'd and, be interesting. Yeah, because then people could take the train. We come a little bit closer, <clears throat> although really Anaheim's L.A., yeah, but and, did you and, just hit, hit two home runs in one night? Yeah. Because the train idea solves a million problems. I'm like Steve Pierce. Jesus, what the fuck? You hit two home runs. You are the MVP. I am the... Yeah. So that would be it. But if they end up at the new stadium, yeah, I, I'm 100% sincere. I, I've already calculated the math, and it's very, very doable for me, and I'm yeah. going to do it. And uh, my sons and I are going to be NFL guys. Yeah. And we're going to go, and we're going to do it at the coolest stadium i like it and we'll see the raiders every couple of years we'll see the vikings and the packers and like i said every other team that will roll through there and every year next year i guess the stub hub home lineup's not that great every now and then you get kind of probably like the afc south but it's a cyclical league and in a couple of years those guys will go through and you'll start seeing different guys coming in and yeah gonna do it I like it, man. I do. I think that's a great idea. I think it's a great idea for your kids. You, you kind of froze me a little bit on the whole Anaheim deal because yeah. if they end up taking that property, all of a sudden it goes back to you have the tailgating everybody wanted. Right. You got the big lot. The best thing about it is, let's be honest, you can take the train from wherever. It drops yeah. you off right in the parking lot. 
And we know people like to drink on Sundays. Sure. You don't have to worry about that ride home. And you have maybe you drink a little too much. You can have a good time and do what you you want to do. Yeah. And, and it'd be different than almost any other experience. How many other places can you go where the train drops you off right next to the stadium? Not too many. Yep. I mean, you had the trolley, clearly at Qualcomm, which was great. But I would, with Moreno, with Artie Moreno wanting out yeah. and Dean realizing He's probably in trouble. Uh, not probably. He is in trouble with L.A. Uh, I would, if I'm the city of Anaheim, I call the Chargers. And look, you're going in. But I, I bet the NFL would very gently shove them into Anaheim. Get rid of the big A. It's a big fucking lightning bolt right yeah, in the right there. A big Dean. A big D for Dean. But I think Artie Moreno's looking to move to get out of there. And if I'm the city of Anaheim, I call your bluff. I call Artie's bluff because now we're going to make it a football stadium like we did at the Q. Yeah. And you fucked us over five years ago with your stupid L.A. Angels of Anaheim. And now we're going to fuck you over by bringing America's most unwanted team, the Los Angeles of Anaheim Chargers. <laughs> But at least then, and if I'm Dean, I look at it and I go, look, uh, is it the brand new Cronky Stadium? No. Yeah. But it's better than Qualcomm, and I'm probably going to be working with the city government that's pretty committed to meet me halfway. Here's the, you know what's funny as shit right now mm -hmm. when you think about it? If they moved into that stadium, mm -hmm. that stadium was built two years before Qualcomm Stadium. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But they did a major did renovation. A it's really nice. Yeah. Like, I like the Big A. The Big A is nice. But I, I don't know, man. You'd have to pull all that, the helmet and the walk. <laughs> the two big giant helmets? Yeah. You tell that, that dancing monkey he's gone? No more he's rally out. monkey? Yeah. Get the, Well, you know what? I, I've i heard from a lot of people that monkey, they had him on a hot plate. Yeah, I've heard that. That's horrible. PETA, upset yeah. about it. Can't Let's, stop it. Get on there, Rusty. I, 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 I. Hang on. Keep the camera rolling. Get him back up there. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, that's a good shot. <laughs> they never show his feet. They never show his feet. <laughs> All right. You ready for my overrated, underrated? Yeah, I'm blown away by the way this show started already. Uh, is Now, hang on. Don't just blurt out your answer. I want you to okay. think about this one. Because I don't know when I've heard two songs from this guy in a month. And I heard two different songs from this artist. Absolutely true. Tonight on my drive down here. God! <laughs> Your phone's vibrating. It's Fuck Dean. It. It's Dean. I love it. Do you it. mean it? I love it. <laughs> um, I'll tell you the first song I heard, and then I'll tell you the second song. Okay. Overrated, underrated, or in the middle, Paul Simon. Overrated. All right. Hang on. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Did he really? Now, the second song that I heard can, on the night You can down, call me Al? Yes. Oh, shut the fuck up. You can call me Al. <laughs> I heard on the way down here. That was in the 80s, yeah. But I'm going to give you two songs, and then we'll go a little bit more. Bridge Over Troubled Water? That's old school, okay. man. That's pretty hardcore. But just from Paul Simon, and just think about this song the last time you heard it. Slip Sliding Away. <laughs> I heard that song tonight. I'm like, how the, when the fuck the last time? Who's the last guy that played this song? Gary Kelly? Yeah. Serious, right? Fuck? <laughs> right? Bill Moffat? Yeah, wasn't second Shotgun grade. Tom laying outside the community pool. Yeah, listening to, trying to dry off. Right, love you like a rock. Y yes, yeah. old school. Yeah, 
But then you mentioned. That's the kind of shit right there. You'd hear that and then you'd hear Chuck Mangione. Yes. <laughs> Jerry Rafferty on Baker Street. Uh, but I, I'm going to kind of, uh, Dave, I'm going to give him underrated, like very stellar. But I think he may just be a guy that overstayed his welcome. You think uh, Paul Simon has? Yeah. The problem is guys like Lauren Michaels keep shoving him out there. Every right. once in a while. Because they feel sorry because he's so fucking short. Because <laughs> he's so fucking short. Yeah. No. He's been on Saturday Night Live for almost 45 years. Hysterical. Yeah. He was a great host on that show. Yeah. Okay. But when you go bridge over troubled water. Yep. Right? I'm not I'm not the Mrs. Robinson song or no. any of that shit. Uh, <laughs> sound of silence. Yeah. All that stuff. Pretty good. But I just, when you go... Like, I just kept subsiding away on because I go, shit, this is for the podcast tonight. That's funny. Underrated, overrated. I go, fuck, this is a pretty good little jam. That's funny. Pretty good little jam. Did but you hear You Can Call Me Out? I absolutely am telling you the truth. On my drive, I stopped by and saw my sons and from La Mesa. Yeah. I already was going to bring that up for the overrated. And then on one of those bullshit channels in the 20s on XM, I heard it. Uh, the shit. <laughs> And uh, and I go see this see this doesn't help the cause. I still remember the music video with Chevy Chase. Right. Yeah. It's like Eddie Murphy was so great in Dreamgirls, and they thought he was going to win the Academy Award, and then the studio fucked him by putting Norbert out. Remember he was <laughs> yeah, in Norbert yeah, with yeah, the braces. Yes, I do. And the Academy was like, no, no. And that's when Eddie got mad and walked out of the Academy Awards yeah. early. Walked out, <laughs> bailed. Um, but uh, yeah, I like that. That's funny. But Paul Simon, "Love You Like a Rock," old school. That's I, a crazy song. Yeah, I mean, what made you sit down and write that <laughs> shit? There's a lot of crazy shit though. Back in the '70s, early '80s, you listen to the lyrics; they don't make any sense. I tell you that the one album that doesn't make any sense on any song is Chicago '16. I was gonna bring up because on the morning driving up today. A fucking song you've referenced 10,000 different times. I heard Hard Habit to Break. Yeah. You must have owned. Did you own a I Chicago? Did. Chicago 17. Cassette? I think I had the album. Oh, God. I know. Is that Peter Cetera? Yeah, it was Peter Cetera. The only a few albums I owned in my life. And it's funny. Two that I can think of is I own that Chicago 17 and I yeah. own Queen. Which one? The one with We Will Rock You. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. The green one. The green one with the yeah. big, big robot hand yeah. and all that. Yeah. I uh, I I think we talked about this not I was a cassette ago. guy, though. I was the age of cassettes. The other first record I ever bought, mm -hmm. 45, was yeah. uh, Celebration, Cool in the Gang. Well, that's pretty good. I bought my first 45. They used to do novelty songs, and I bought Jaws. Oh, boy. Where, like, it was... Yeah. You know, we're here at the beach and we're talking. And then they'd put in stupid clips. Oh, I thought that song was so funny. And then you'd have to get the plastic clip and yeah. try to square it into the 45. Dude, that's funny. And it would work. Um, but what the fuck was I going to tell you? <laughs> I threw you off. Yeah, you threw me off. I was thinking about By the something. way, vinyl sucks. Anyone who says they're a vinyl guy, vinyl sucks. Yeah. It sounds terrible. Yeah, why? Why would you mess with vinyl? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta try to set the needle. Remember, you gotta hold that shit like with your palms to bring yeah. it over, just to bring the record over. You can't even touch right. it with your fingertips. Right. And then you're trying, trying to, to balance it on that fucking yeah. little, little P. Yeah, you're trying to adjust the. <laughs> Fuck that. 
Nothing says I'm a douche more than, hey, do you want to see my vinyl collection? No. Because right next to your vinyl albums is your vinyl doll, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> you can't fall asleep either with that fucking record player because it's yeah. going to wake you up. Yeah. I, I'd probably appreciate you more if you were into eight tracks. Yeah. Because eight tracks are a commitment. You can't fast forward. You can't <laughs> rewind. You have to go from program one to two to three to four. You yeah. have to let this shit all play through. It was. It sucked. Do you remember if you bought a Ford, like in the 80s, early 90s, they only had fast forward. There was like no rewind. You had to take the tape out, flip yeah. it over. I remember Sony Walkmans were like that. And you used to go, what the fuck? This is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Right. And then yeah. you had to fl- take, keep flipping it out and see if you're in the right spot. Yeah. And then Sony came out with auto reverse Walkmans. And you're like, they ought to get that guy the youngest... Uh, legal prostitutes ever the guy who <laughs> agreed to that you know as long as they're legal well like 18 and three days yeah. and get him the finest champagne the finest pink champagne the finest grilled carne asada <laughs> burrito and 17 yeah. barely legal hookers for the guy who invented the auto reverse walkman <laughs> Goddamn right. great. You said you were listening to Hard Habit to Break is where you were. Right? Yeah, I heard today. I'm like, and I said to myself, I go, I think Dave had this. Dave had yeah. to have owned this. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I bet there's not. A, if I said, let's go through some of the guys in our audience and you just tell me yay or nay. Pete and Point Lomba. I say you had it. Pete had Hard Habit to Break. Uh, Pete point, was driving to the beach listening to Hard Habit to Break. Pointer Dave. Yes. No. <laughs> no chance. I don't want to be alone. <laughs> I think you might be right on Pete and Point Loma. <laughs> Can't you see him driving to the beach playing that shit? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, let me think. Leisure? Yeah. Leisure. Yeah, Leisure. Yeah, of course. Leisure has the track. Because Leisure talks tough, but it is hard. Yeah. So he's a bitch, but we <laughs> love him. But it's all right. It's all right. He's not uh, He's he's not a negative. Yeah. He crying. Darren Smith kicked him in his little nuts today. Did and then he got all sad on Twitter. I love Leisure. That's our boy. Yeah, he probably had it. Yeah. Leisure probably had it. Steve Woods? No, Steve Woods didn't have it. No, nah, he didn't. No, nah, Steve Woods didn't have it. He had Dockin. Yeah. In a jean jacket. <laughs> Dockin and Charlie Daniels. That's about it. Charlie Daniels. Ray Price. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Walcheff? <laughs> no, no, I don't think Sean had it. No, I don't think no. so either. No. I don't <clears throat> think so either. Sean didn't have it. Sean probably had Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Sean other. Styles? Yes. <laughs> Sean Styles, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Glenn Geffner? No, I don't think Glenn was a hard habit to break guy. No. Al Horton? No, I say no. Oh, I say yes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of Al tonight as the Wolves were knocking off the Lakers. I was thinking Al's having a great time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking about that. So That's uh, funny. Paul Simon, I'm going to go underrated. He may have just hung around a little too long. How old do you think Paul Simon is? Oh, I like that question. Uh, I'm going to say Paul Simon is 68 years really? old. I'm going to go. I, I honestly, I haven't looked it up yet. I'm going to look it up in a second. I'm going to say Paul Simon's like 73. Hmm. Do you think you're really 68? You think I think that's young for Paul Simon. 68 would be. God, dude, I know, I know now. I, I just saw it. No, yeah, I'm a, uh, I think I'm wrong. I'm going to say, because I'm doing the math, so 68 right now. Yeah, no, I'm wrong on that. I'm yeah. going to say that he's 75. Wow, you're much closer. 
77. Is that right? 77. You know who he's married to? I do know who he's married to. Okay. Isn't uh, Edie Brickell? Edie Brickell. Since 1992. Now, was it was he married to Carrie Fisher? Yes, he was married to Carrie Fisher for one year. Only one year? Yeah. God dang. You've been married how long? Same time. I got married in 92 also. No, I know, but I'm saying... 27 years in January. I was married for 10. Yes. I can't imagine. Like, when you hear people being married for a year... Yeah. Where you go, wow. I, dude, I sit there and go, wow. Whenever I, my, my buddy always says to me, and I go, that's my anniversary. He goes, how long? I go, it'll be 27 years in January. He goes, that's the saddest thing I ever heard. No! He goes, <laughs> that's it. Dude, it is crazy. That is one of those things where I go, man, because Lisa Ann and I were talking about this. We're walking. Yeah. Going, you only live once, you know, kind of a deal. And saying, you want to get the most out of life. And we we're talking about different stages where I yep. was never that guy that did the bar scene. I got engaged when I was 19. Never did the bar yeah. scene. Never did the whole running around chasing mm. girls deal. But she was saying, she's at the point where she goes, I don't need to go out. No. There's nothing better than working hard and just staying at home and watching TV or reading a book or, yeah, you know, she goes, all those times of going out and you know, I've done all that. I'm not interested in doing that anymore. No, it, um, it was fun, but I, I like, it's funny what she said or what you guys said, cause I have like four books that I'm really looking forward to reading, yeah. but I read, I leave at six fifteen in the morning. Most nights I don't get home till I mean, really get home till after 1030 and you just don't get time for it. And it wasn't that long ago where you would write when you're doing the radio show and we would do the radio show and then you'd have kind of a nice little block in the morning, pay your bills, do whatever you had to do, emails, calls. Yeah. But then you might find an hour change to to read uh, something really good. And that's what I miss. Now, a week from Thursday... I have a long day flying to Toronto, but unlike going to Montreal, uh, this trip will be great because I know I have at least one buddy. My buddy Shill is on my flight. I think my buddy JT is on my flight. So there'll be a handful of guys that at least will be in Toronto. Now coming home will be different, but, um, but yeah, I, I miss that stuff. I, I like just going home and grilling for me. What That's I funny. used to like, was going by either Iowa Meat Farms, yeah. uh, Valley uh, Barbecue would uh, or Valley uh, Meats, yeah, uh, Derek Marceau's place, exactly. Valley Market Valley is what Market. I'm trying to I'm say. Trying to think of it too, I couldn't think of it. Yeah, where you could just go and you say, "Hey, either you're going to do burgers, or you're going to do chicken, or you're going to do brats, whatever you wanted to do, and corn, asparagus, and fire up the grill and do that." And for me, Dave, honestly, I'm not a big drinker. Yeah. But when I was grilling, man, I could go one ice cold beer. Yeah. When I was grilling, and it was, you had life pegged. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny is, I don't know what it is, man. The, the year started off so shitty. Everyone's heard mm -hmm. heard the story, obviously. But the way my life was working before, when you and I were just doing radio shows, is it's first of all, it's tough to do morning radio. It mm -hmm. it, it, it burns you. I mean, yeah. as we talked about, just the mental part of always thinking about the next day. But when you set your schedule and you're getting up three thirty, four in the morning, and then you're fried because your brain's going, and then you have a, a meeting afterwards. And I know people say it's not a crazy long work day. Well, then you and I had to work again at night, another yeah. four hours at night. It was everything was the radio show. There wasn't yeah. a lot of free no. time stuff because you were just burnt to shit, and so doing what we're doing this thing this podcast has been so much fun but then the the trip to boston new york and then kind of challenging ourselves to say 
how far can we go? Like how far yeah. can we walk and how many things can we push into a day? I found myself trying to do that over and over again to the yeah. point where I know I don't sleep as much as I should. Right. But like, for instance, right now, this is my third job of the day right now. Right. I've been up since four in the morning. This yeah. is the third thing. I've done. And I got to tell you, I've loved everything I've done all day, all day long. Right. And so it's not a question of, man, I, I'm not doing what I want to do. I'm exactly doing what I want to do. And I do it for about 18 to 20 hours a day, every day. And I freaking love every second of it. Uh, it's funny. We talked about it. You said it to me the other day, and I know you were just joking. You go, how many times during the day do you go, man, this guy just doesn't fucking get it. And I said to you, and I was being 100% sincere, my nine to five job, at some point I'm going to have to give it up just yeah. because of time. But God, I love the people there. I really do. It's one of my favorite decisions I ever made. Took a huge pay cut to go there. But I wanted to work there for so long, and it's been such an incredibly rewarding experience for me, probably more on a personal level than a professional level. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by that is the the payoff for me has been the friendships that I've made. I don't know professionally anything that I've done. It's been incredibly fun. Yeah. I don't know anything professionally there that I that I've done that, improves the podcast or that I would do again. Yeah. But that's fine. Um I haven't hated I I, I don't Are know. most of the guys you work with younger or older than you? Uh younger. Yeah. Which I think's yeah. more fun. I'll be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, younger. And they're fucking great, yeah. man. They're just great. And like I said, there's I think there's nine of us that are on our way to Toronto next week. And you know Two of the guys are Lions fans. The Vikes play the Lions on Sunday. So we're already betting beers in the, on the flight and, and, you know, bars in Toronto and Mississauga. And yeah. All the shit that we're going to do. It's going to be cold as fuck. They're going to be busy days. You got to deal with a lot of people. But when you're all in it kind of together, it's really fun, man. It reminds yeah. me a little bit on a <clears throat> when we would go to Radio Row and you knew the days were going to be long. They were going to be a grind. Uh, we don't have four people in the room. I have my own room. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's great. Soccer. Yeah. Um, it's only a California law that when you travel. Right. They get but, your own goddamn room for privacy. But it's funny, in the radio, it's amazing that they stick eight people in a room. Yeah, but we were in a, a meeting today, and I'm looking around at all the guys going on this trip, but there's a part, and they're all, yeah, for the most part, they're all younger than me. Yeah. And I'm looking at this room and I'm dying because I'm like, this is going to be a fucking fun trip. <laughs> and not like, <clears throat> not in the sense, Dave, where you, where you talked about it, like the bar scene where you go, oh, we're just going to get fucked up. We're going to get a titty bar. And not anything like that. You're just like, this is going to be great. We're going to yeah. be out. We're going to be freezing our balls off. We're going to be dealing with goofballs 100%. Um, but you're all going to kind of look out for each other. And yeah. And That's cool. Like I said, Tomorrow night, like you were saying, it's the third thing. Dave and I have a TV project that we're developing, and we're really, really excited about it. But Dave and I don't know shit about TV. So we had the general idea. We were lucky that people that have incredibly deep credentials in that world go, yeah, I think we might be able to do something there. So tomorrow when I leave job one, I have to drive to Orange County yeah. to, to have dinner you know, I think you and I are buying dinner, even though you won't be there. Thanks. And uh, appreciate it. And then, um, and then you know, that's tomorrow. Yeah. And then Wednesday's Halloween. 
so that'll be get out of work a little yeah. bit early for my kids. Thursday is kind of a mellow day right now, and then Friday is my son's birthday. That's really cool. That's a great yeah. week, man. That's a great week. I and, and I know we always kind of tip our hand a little bit early on mm-hmm. the show that maybe we have our ducks in a row. I will say this because you, you said there's a TV project moving forward. Uh-huh. This thing takes off. Honestly, it will be the most proud thing I think I've ever been a right. part of. Out of anything I've ever done in my life, I think this might be the thing I'll be most proud of. The way this project's going to go in. And hopefully we have great details for you coming up. But this is uh, this is outstanding. Right. I mean, you talk about making a difference. This is going to be outstanding. Yeah. And um, the one which is really funny, you haven't even seen what happened within 45 minutes. It just happened on the way down. And taking what you just said even further. You're exactly right. And and who it's going to help are the right people. Yeah. And look, I, I think what has been the most rewarding thing, and it's probably why me and my kid's mom get along so well, is with the changes that happened this year, we really had two ways we could go. We could have just sat around and felt sorry for ourselves. Yeah. Or we could have said, you know, let's get it together. Let's get it together and figure it out. And it, it kind of coincided with the 20th anniversary of the show. And I was talking to Geekster and, and her wife, Kathy. And I said, you know, we just got to a point where we said, we've done a show for ourselves for a long time. Let's do a show for other people. I, I couldn't be more excited that this show is going to be in the Pride Parade. Because there have been so many people from the gay and lesbian community that have supported us. And Dave, I don't know what we've ever done to give back other than to say thanks. And that the Padre said, you guys want to be on our float? We said, yeah, we want to be on the pride parade float. And they're like, come on, let's go. (laughs) I'm really excited about that because as I said to Geekster, there was a time in my life where you thought it was really, Hey, thank (laughs) shut up. Thank. And you're like, like, it's so stupid, right? Like you were such a, Dumb shit. Like, who talks like that? It's yeah. embarrassing. And I said, I've shared this story. In 96, when the Padres won, and I was in charge of putting together uh, the audio CD from KFMB. I worked yeah. with a guy named Tom Watts. Uh, Tom never once tried to put his hand in my front pocket. Shocking. <laughs> you know, every straight guy's just, just help yourself. You're right. No problem. No, you're great. Real smooth. Dwight Stone. He's just grabbing his head. <laughs> Could you hear that through the mic? Ba-bang! He just crashed right into the yeah. garage door. Concussion right there. Troy Aikman. He's <laughs> holding his head. Um, I don't know why every straight guy in the 20s is like, I can't talk to that guy. He wants to fuck me. <laughs> right? We're so dumb. Straight guys are the dumbest they guys. They are the dumbest and, guys going. Uh, and I'll tell you why, too. One other part of that. And so... Uh, <laughs> Guys are dumb. Here's the funny thing, though. You, you want to talk about maturing and evolving? Yeah. Well, if let me someone would have told you in the late 80s that, hey, you'd be in the gay pride parade right. in 2019, you'd go, what did you just say oh, to me? You want to go outside? <laughs> you would have told I tell you what, gonna go I'm going to finish this banana daiquiri, and then you and I are going <laughs> to settle this. I'm going to lick the frosting off this umbrella, and then That's I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. I'm going to do one more slippery nipple shot. Uh, look, I'm fucking shocked they'll have us, number one. Yeah. And the idea that they're like, yeah, you two morons, come on down here. I'm so, I think it's great. But what I was going to finish was Tom Watts was as gay as a guy could be gay. 
But more than that, he was as talented as a guy I've ever worked with in my life. Yeah. And I, if I had continued to be narrow-minded with that idiot mentality that I had as a teenager and that a lot of us had, I would have missed out on one of the greatest professional experiences I've had in 25-plus years of broadcasting. Me and Tom sitting there kind of working our way through this CD. I couldn't be more proud of that yeah. CD. He was amazing. And when I would get frustrated, he just had the best joke, incredibly mellow guy. And I just, I couldn't be more grateful to Tom for what he did because it reminds me a little bit, Dave, of Kyle, Kyle Fluger with the website where you go, hey, this is just what I want. This is kind of what I'm hearing. This is kind of what I'm seeing, but I don't know how to get there. Yeah. And Tom, like Kyle, had the ability to take a very broad vision and take it and grow it and escalate it where you go, God, that's so much better. And that's why I was saying to Geekster and, and to Kathy is like, I go, I just, I'm sorry for who I used to be. I can't do anything. I can just try to be better now today and be thankful that anybody likes us, gay, straight, trans, whatever you may be. And, uh, but the idea that we could participate, uh, I wish we had done it for 10 years, but I'm thrilled we'll do it in 2019. You know, here, here you go. I don't want people to take that the wrong way. It's funny how, how you say that because and I've known you over 20 years. You've never yeah. been a guy where I've been embarrassed because, you know, the guy, you, know, you weren't making gay slurs. You know no. I mean? It wasn't that. The, the word gay or even when you say fag, you never meant, meant it like that. that you no. weren't like that. I just want to be clear that people understand Oh yeah, that wasn't you out of hate. That was just a part of it. A lot of people's basically. Todd, we talked. It was just a, yeah. part of your jargon. Exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to get the right word. I, you and I worked with a guy. You talk about a talented guy in radio mm -hmm. back in 2007, and he was one of the most talented guys that we ever worked with. And he said to our producer, he goes, don't tell Dave and Jeff I'm gay. Well, you and I both knew he was gay right away. Yeah. you could, Sorry, but we knew he was gay. Yeah. It didn't bother you and me. We didn't care for a second. We still love working with the guys. One of our favorite right. guys we ever worked with. But I felt bad, and I felt bad to the right. point where, number one, in all the time, as close as all of us were on that show, he would never be himself. Right. 100%. And then when he was extremely sick and he was in the hospital and we went to visit him, oh right, yeah, he still wouldn't come forward. That, that right there, he had to, he had to be honestly, Jeff, he had to be dying when we yeah. came, when we came to visit him in the hospital and thinking, oh my God, there's no hiding it now. Yeah, I mean, it looked like the guy didn't seen from Philadelphia. Where yeah, dancing. nine guys jumping out of a cake, <laughs> or in navy suits and speedos. Yeah, but that was different. Yeah. I'm just saying it was none of, one of those things that never affected our relationship with him. But at the same time, he never felt comfortable enough no. to ever come out and say, hey, I love Dave and Jeff and work with them every day and, and really work work really hard for those guys. And at he the same great. time, I can't tell them, you know, hey, I'm gay. Yeah, but I, I think he eventually figured out that we knew. That we knew. And we loved him. Yeah. Like, he just is part of our family. He'll always be part of our family. I've determined, and I said this, to my buddy Scott at the Rams game yesterday because there's so much, everybody is so on edge with everything. I said to my buddy Scott, I said, you know, I'm going to just start uh, punctuating every sentence with saying, you know what? I am a casual racist at most. And I'll tell you the one thing. Look, I'm a mild racist, okay? You get me, right? And I was like, fuck. I'm, I'm not even going to qualify it. If you don't understand it, fuck you. I couldn't care less. 
I got to ask you this. Yeah. Because you were talking about guys that we worked with, and this brought back something. And this show is so fucked up. This whole night's fucked up right now. Everything we've covered. But I immediately thought of you. So yesterday there was the incredible tragedy in Pittsburgh where 11 people were killed at the synagogue. Well, Saturday, wasn't it? Or Saturday, yes. Exactly, Saturday. And, uh, man, days go into each other so fast. And uh, just an awful story. And there's too many of these stories, and they happen all the time. But the one thing that kind of brought light, and it, it didn't even mean to bring light to it. Yeah. Mike Costa. Mike Costa, who is, yeah, I mean, if you don't Mike, <laughs> Right, Mike's a fucking wreck. He is a wreck. But then every now and then, right, Mike's always telling dick jokes and toilet jokes and everything else. But then Mike thinks that we're supposed to take him sincerely when he has a moment of tenderness. And so today on Twitter, Mike had this long extended post in Hebrew about the synagogue. Did he really? I didn't see it. And I'm just asking you. As a guy who's Jewish, yeah. if you look at that, and now here's Mike, who's referred to you as dick face yes. and fuck face and everything else. He got me today. I saw Tom, made a Tom Brady joke today with me. He did? Do you see it? was? It was, look at Tom Brady giving the universal sign to Dave Palais, and it was Tom Brady having both his hands like this, Jeff. He had one hand on top of the other. Okay. You know, the blowjob sign. Now, see, that's not appropriate. And that's not appropriate. I was, thinking, I was thinking Mike Costa as... The scene in Beer Fest where the guy dies and he stands up and he goes, look, he was an asshole, but he was our asshole. Uh, right. That's, that's Mike. Mike, <laughs> that's Mike, Mike is our asshole. That's 100% right. So, right. So I'm like, okay, so uh, like tonight, I love all soup buffet type restaurants. I just want to say I'll miss all of you so, so much. Goodbye. And then he has like a soup thing. Some video. Uh, hey, Time Live videos. I just bought my kid the Derek Anderson Tackling for Impact video series a few days ago. I want my effing money back. Okay, that's that's who this guy is. Based on Tom Brady, he's got everything. But then at some point down here, he, oh, here we go, Mike. Here we go. He's got a whole thing. One person liked it. Posted it, <laughs> it was 11 Rosen- hours ago. Josh Rosenberg? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just when you think the Browns are actually taking steps forward, you have to remind yourself they're just Michael Jackson moonwalking. You know, that's, that's what he's writing, right? He's retweeting Hardwick because he doesn't have any original thoughts. Um, but then, but then uh, you know... He's got all this. But then, Dave, I'm looking at him, right? You're just expecting whatever. Uh, at what point does he say, like, he could have just said thoughts and prayers yeah. with everybody in Pittsburgh. That's what everyone says every time there's a tragedy like this. But Mike determined I'm going to take it one step further 11 hours ago, and I'm going to yeah. write it in Hebrew. <laughs> he didn't write shit in Hebrew. And he who, did that translation. Uh, Daniel... Iersman, whose bio says, 
strike fear into the hearts of the children of God. Show them that the hell awaits below. I am not lying. That's the bio of the guy who liked Mike's tweet. Oh, my gosh. Mike, I think your tweet failed. Yes. Because the real devil, not named Dave Pelé, is the one guy who liked it. I, <laughs> I don't know one Jew that can translate Hebrew. I'll be honest with you. No, and I feel like when I was in Montreal, I've said yeah. this. I'm so incredibly fortunate to have so many friends that are Jewish. I love it, man. I love it. That's so funny. And uh, Honestly, you have more Jewish friends than I have. I might. You I do. think I actually do. I can name right off the top of my head. I think Kaplan, Josh Lewin, Glenn right. Geffner, right? Josh Julie Rosenberg, Browman. Julie Brownman. You? Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and it's great. Yeah. All people that have had a huge impact on my life. And when I see personally see things like that directed in, in the hate, Dave told me something. I remember you said this like six years ago. I feel like we were in Phoenix at the Super Bowl. Like, remember when we would just sit there at Radio Row and we'd just kind of be bullshitting? Yeah. Waiting for somebody to walk by with Campbell's soup. <laughs> and then I got a Campbell's soup can right behind yeah. your head. Signed by Maurice Jones Drew. Right. Yeah. Perfect example. So Dave and I would just be sitting at this folding table, right? Listening to some asshole from the pit in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, screaming in our ear for 13 hours. Yeah. And we'd be just sitting there bullshitting about different things, rolling into hour number 10. And I remember you saying very nonchalantly, you said, you know, the craziest thing about being Jewish is people insult me to my face. Yeah, all the time. And you said, with all respect to our black friends or anybody else, our gay friends, or or it's pretty rare when they just come out directly yeah. with a slur. And I never thought of it. And I go, God damn, that's right. Yeah, because my last name, you would never know. No, people think you're what? No joke. They probably think you're French. Yeah, right? they think I'm French. No one in my family's been to France. Yeah, but that's I have a French last name. Yeah, but yeah, right, Happen, dude. It has happened my a entire lot. life. My entire life. It, it's funny. It, you know, Jews have the reputation of being cheap, right? You hear that all the time. Yeah. Number one, you've been around with me forever. I don't know anyone that tips higher than I do, who's more generous with their money than, than I am. I'm not saying that you can put us all with a, a broad brush. Right. But as far as the way I go. My I've mom never, really yeah. gets upset and goes, do you know anyone that just gives their money away? Because my parents have always been very generous with the money, too. Right. I was never taught that. So when you hear that stereotype, boy, it drives my mother crazy. But I mean, honestly, I like to know what people are. If people are going to flip their cards over and show me what they are there, I go, all right. I just make a note yeah. in my head. That's what they are. I will say this. My sister married married a person whose last name was Goldstein. Well, that's okay. Jewish as it gets. Yeah. Dude, she could not do business in the South or anywhere she went. She would go all over, Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas, Tennessee. She couldn't do business with the last name Goldstein. She had Incredible, to go back huh? to the name Palais just to make a living because nobody would work with her. That's reality. That's now. Like that's, that, that's 2018. Yeah. I mean, that that's reality. Yeah. And and when you see that this guy arrested tells the police officer as he's being taken away, all Jews need to die. You go, dude, what? Yeah. Right. And I'm sorry, again, not to get political, but then you have the president tweeting that night about what the fuck's Dave Roberts doing and and where's Rich Hill's heart? And you're like. <laughs> What the fuck are we doing? Yeah, man? How about he complained about his hair? He was going to cancel his appearance because his hair got wet. I mean, dude, come on. Your hair yeah. got wet? You fight. Not today, dude. Yeah. Not, today's not the day. Right. And, and the so, thing is, his daughter's Jewish. President Trump's daughter's Jewish. She converted. Yeah. For, Kushner, for Jared, yeah, right? Yeah. He's he's like super Jew. I mean, he's he's Orthodox Jew. 
Yeah, it's as Jewish as you can get. I mean, yeah. she she went through a, more classes than I've ever been to beca- to become Jewish, but yet to sit there and be callous. It's again, we've said this before. Steven Spielberg used to say this: pain is pain. Doesn't yeah. matter. Doesn't matter right. what color you are, what race you are. Because Steven Spielberg took a lot of heat from the black community when he did Schindler's List. So, yeah. And the response back was, well, "What about us?" And his yeah. response was, "Pain is pain." You know, I'm not yeah. taking away what you went through, your heartache. But he goes, "This was the heartache of another group." Uh, it brings up another thing that I wanted to bring up. I actually thought about this yesterday and we didn't get to it. And, uh, yesterday as I was driving to LA with two buddies of mine, the conversation came up about something that's legal in the state of Oregon and that's called death with dignity. And it's for people that are of right mind yeah, that are clear headed, that may have found themselves in a medical situation, right? could be paralyzed you could have be dealing with chemotherapy you could be dealing with anything ALS man that's ALS. a horrible way to die ALS exactly Dave where you have the opportunity to go death with dignity yeah and you fill out paperwork you write letters that say uh, I clear Dave if you were my doctor dear Dr. Palais uh, I'm clearing you I'm in the right yeah. frame of mind you're clear uh, you write a little note for the police, and then you have the opportunity to take this medication. It's like a cyanide pill? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And from what I was told and how it was explained to me yesterday, um, you just you just kind of gently go. Yeah. And I don't believe it's legal in California. I could be wrong on that, but I, I know it's it legal in the state of Oregon. Yeah. Man, I have to tell you, and I will tell everybody on this show, I have no problem. If I ever find a way, my quality of life right now is what I want my quality of yeah. life to be. And God forbid that I ever found myself in a car accident or with a disorder like that ALS. Uh, do whatever you have to do to get me to Oregon. Yeah. Do whatever you have to do. I don't, right now my life is for two people and that's my son's Jack and Kate. And I have such a great time with them this is how I would want them yeah. to remember me. And I think it's great. I think if it's medically, you're able to do that. And I was asking questions yesterday. I said, do you have to be interviewed? And I don't know enough. Apparently you have to be kind of checked out to find, you know what I yeah. mean? And, and I'm not being flipped when I say this, but remember when you had, you could get Dave right back to around 07, when you and I were going to do a show about medicinal marijuana. Yeah. And I could get cleared for it because of my ACL surgery. You, I don't know with asthma how that no. would have worked. But basically, you have to go through a screening process. And then once you get screened, you're off and running. But I don't know. For you, when you think about a death with dignity thing. Okay, um, this, is, and this will surprise people because of what has happened in, in the last year and what we did this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'll say about suicide okay and it sounds crazy it's the only thing in life that really you can control i mean completely control you can decide when it's over yeah the problem is there are people obviously left behind look when my dad ended up taking his life and i know we talked a lot about suicide but with my dad here's the deal the last 25 years because i know we told the story months ago but we leave this part of the story out a lot at age 50 he got diagnosed with prostate cancer Mm mm-hmm that was tough. He ended up beating that. There's a lot of side effects that come with prostate cancer. He wasn't the same guy. From that moment on, he just he was always the funniest guy in the room. All of a sudden, he just he, he lost it. Then all of a sudden, he beats prostate cancer, and he ends up with kidney cancer. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. He beats kidney cancer. Then bone cancer hits and bone cancer was miserable because he's falling all the time and he's breaking his shoulder and his leg. And all of a sudden he's just, it's just going, he's falling all over the place and he's embarrassed. Yeah. He's a big guy. He's yeah. bigger than me. He was six foot four, probably two forty, And he was embarrassed that all of a sudden he can't even hold himself up and doesn't know when it's going to happen. So then when brain cancer finally hit and he got the word that it's only going to get worse from here, he decided I'm not going to let it get worse. He would have been that candidate you're talking about. Right. My issue is not the fact my dad did what he did. It's that him and I never had closure. Right. My last conversation with my dad was, I think, November 18th last year. Mm-hmm. And then he died on January 1st. He yeah. refused to pick up the phone. I'd call. He wouldn't answer the phone. He wouldn't call me back. Mm-hmm. We never had closure as a father and son. That's where the pain comes in for me. Not the fact that he said, look, it's only going to get worse from here, and I just don't want to be part of it. It's the part he didn't close the relationship with me. Right. So he did the death with dignity kind of thing where he said, I'm going to check out. I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Mm-hmm. 100% that I don't, wouldn't want to go that way. I wouldn't want to be the guy that can't sit there and communicate, where you, you can't even tell someone I have, I have an itch that needs to be scratched. Yeah. You know? I, I just, I, it, ALS is brutal. Uh, and look, I know there are people They're who are, who are, who are paralyzed from the, neck, from the neck down that live life every day. I couldn't do it. I'm telling you no. right now, I'm not mentally tough enough to do it. I agree with you. And, and going back to what you just said about pain being pain. And for me, um, I, I don't know. I, I would never try to put myself in your dad's shoes, but I wonder if your dad had that option where they said, okay, Lou, um, you've been approved and everything's fine. And March 10th is the yeah. day. And it gives the opportunity for closure with you and your mom and your sister and, and really with him. Yeah. Um, again, I, I don't know, but I, I look at that and it, it brings up a conversation uh, that I've had a lot over the last four days because this podcast, you and I can do a lot. We can have conversations like this that we've never had outside of yeah. private conversations. But as I was deeply, deeply touched on Saturday at that walk as we made our way up the sidewalk. And we saw all those signs. They were the sign size of political signs, but they were all adorned with faces and names of people that had chosen to take their own yeah. life. And ages as young as 14 and 19 Crazy. to 52 and others. And I just found myself stopping at almost all of them and just looking at them. Yeah. And, and Dave, the thing that you saw there <clears throat> throughout Liberty Station were people like you deeply impacted that never had the chance to say goodbye, never had a closure. And one of the things that we are talking about, and I don't know if it would work, but I kind of think it might, is the ability, not so much through a podcast, but the ability to find a way to give people the opportunity to do a goodbye conversation. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you could do a <clears throat> a goodbye letter to your dad. You could write a goodbye letter to your dad. But I don't know how satisfying that would be. Yeah, I'm not ready for it. I'll be honest right. with you. I'm not ready for it. Right. That makes sense. But if you got to the point where somebody was ready to have a conversation with you about your dad. Tell me about your dad when you were a kid. Tell me about, you know, this, yeah. that. 
as you grew and had that conversation and whether the relationship was from a son to a father, a girlfriend to a boyfriend, husband to wife, uh, you know, father to son. If I feel like there's a big, I'm a big believer in getting the poison out. It's the one thing I'm the most grateful for, for this audience is that you've given me the ability this year to get the poison yeah. out of my system. And I feel like if we found a way to gently let people get the poison out, then I think we're even doing more of a service. But you're right. It, it, you have to be careful on how you do it. And you know, the one other thing that could go along those same lines is um, doing letters right now, but audio letters to your kids or to your parents. Because my kids will be 11 on Friday. Yeah. And... If I did something for them where I just shared stories about them growing up and funny things that they did and funny things that they said, and nothing pisses me off more than when people are like, oh, I don't know. Don't be so fucking lazy. You know what I mean? <clears throat> don't be so fucking yeah. lazy for once in your life. Think about what you want, what you would want your kids to know. If your life was taken yeah. tomorrow, which it easily could for any of us, what would you want your kids to know? What did you know about your kids that you didn't have the ability to tell them, but now it's recorded? And what did you not tell your parents? If your parents, yeah. sadly, Dave, this applies, but if you had that chance to tell, you know, your mom, yeah, hey, you know what? This is just it. This is what I think of when I think of our relationship and those kind of things. I'm telling you, if my kids had that audio recording and I got it about what they thought of me, my kids do impressions of me. It's do they the, really? It's the funniest shit ever. That is great. It is the funniest shit ever because they have me down perfect. Do they really? They have. They're w such What's smart. the one thing about you that they point out that you do that they that maybe we don't pick up on? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that you finish every sentence with asshole or dipshit? Yeah, this is this is I said to him the other day, I'm like, Do you guys do impressions of me when when uh when I'm not around? They start laughing. No. <clears throat> I go, hilarious. what do you do? Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and then one of them goes, can I say it without getting in trouble? And I just started laughing. And I go, of course. Fuck. <laughs> Which one's that? <laughs> Kate. Oh, that's hilarious. When did you start discussing in front of your kid? I, I don't know. I've never seen you do it. Oh, I've yelled at him. Josh and I, Mulder's son, Josh and I were, were yeah. walking with, with the Jeff and, and Lisa Ann and Jeff's kids the other day, and Josh was walking behind me, and he was saying, dude, this is the funniest conversation I've ever heard in my life. On the nonstop, all you're teaching your kid are illegal wrestling moves. Yeah, right? This is called 12 to 6. Yeah. This is called chicken wing. This is yeah. called, and Josh is like, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I am incredibly, tomorrow, this is funny, my son Jack. And it's the only time where they're really, truly separated. And of course, and he's laughing about tonight. Um, tomorrow, and Kate gets it reluctantly. But tomorrow's October the 30th. Yeah. And for me, um, I had the worst day of my life and the best day of my life in the same week. And it happened 11 years ago. And on October 30th of 07, uh, what was a routine doctor's appointment for my wife, uh, scared the shit out of me. We had dinner plans and we we're going to see Jersey Boys because a girl in her office, uh, her sons were the drummer and the guitar player for the original San Diego Jersey Boys. 
and then they went to Broadway and were part of that show for like 10 years. Uh, we always thought that was kind of cool, yeah. knowing that we had twins on the way, and all of a sudden, here comes Jersey Boys back to San Diego, and so I got his tickets. Uh, my wife's name is Vita. So Vita and I are at this. There had been no complications. Um, we went to uh, kind of a checkup, and we're in there. We're just kind of hanging out. We're talking about dinner and civic theater, what we were doing. You and I were still three weeks away from starting at 1360, but we're excited. New job coming and, and a lot of different things. Baby's coming in a couple of months. And we went to this checkup, and the doctor, who was just atrocious, uh, interrupted us and said, you're not going anywhere. And she said, looked at Vita and said, you're going in the hospital tonight. You're not leaving until these babies are born. And she looked at me and said in this tone, I'm just telling you, I don't think baby B is going to make it. And I'm not sure she's going to make it through the night. Wow. We had no idea at all. Yeah. <clears throat> so the fires were going on in San Diego. They... Put my wife in a wheelchair. At this point, October, I mean, we'd been married less than three months. She gets pushed like you see in a TV show. Very fast into this room. She's immediately changed into scrubs. And they start attaching wires to her chest and kind of around her abdomen. And they are monitoring heartbeats of baby A, which is Kate, and baby B, which was Jack. And I believe the number was 75. Doesn't matter. But they said, we're going to start pumping you full of steroids because their kidneys are not ready. What was going on was food was stopping at Cade. It wasn't going through to Jack. And yeah. Jack wasn't getting enough nutrition. And uh, they said, but we're going to have this for 72 hours. And if that heartbeat on Jack drops below 75, then we're getting him tonight. And so we were in a room about the size of a closet and there were all these machines and monitors. And I remember there was this very small, what felt like 12 inch colored TV and Kimberly Hunt and Paul Bloom were hosting fire <laughs> coverage on KUSI. And we were looking at this TV, trying to focus on the fire while listening to dual heartbeats and watching as it stayed at about 77 consistently. And it would go to 76 and it would come up to 78. And we knew if it got below 75, that they were, that yeah. who knew what was going to happen? And uh, we were at Kaiser on Zion. And I said, I'll be back. I just got to, you know, we were in there. Dave, I went down in my car and cried like a kid. And I've shared this with Jack. I said, I didn't even know you. I'd never seen you. We'd never spent a minute together. We hadn't done anything. All I knew was that I loved you and I couldn't wait to be your dad. And now uh, they were telling me that you weren't going to make it. And so he did make it. And November 2nd, three days later, he was born and everything else. But 2008, 2009, 2010, when October 30th would come around, it was a very hard day for me. Yeah. Very, very hard day for me because I'd never been through anything like that. <clears throat> Vita didn't re really doesn't remember much of it because she just kind of went into shock. Um, and, you know, Jack's kind of just like, well, I'm here. Yeah. You know, I'm here. 
And at a certain point, I said, you know what, Jack, you're right. You're here. And instead of letting the sadness of the day win, we kind of changed it. And I made it Jack Recognition Day. Yeah. And I said to Kate, I go, look, you got to understand, man, you you were in. But he almost wasn't. And since he come, we've shared stories about, you know, the direct TV and water slides and all the other shit. But that almost didn't happen if it wasn't for the doctors and the NICU people at Zion who my heart, I I can never repay them. Yeah. But tomorrow is Jack Recognition Day. Good. And like I told him tonight, well, yeah, good. I'll be in Orange County having yeah. dinner. He goes, well, that's really great. <laughs> I'm glad we're going to celebrate. Did he go, fuck. No, they were dying. They just lit me up. Because it's her favorite thing to do. That's hilarious. I go, hey, tomorrow's Jack Recognition Day. I'll be in uh, Orange County. Great. <laughs> Great. Kate's like, are you be here Friday? I'm like, yeah, because it's your birthday. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, But if I had the ability, I mean, I, yeah. I tell those guys those stories. But I would just recommend if you're a parent or a child, share with your kids, yeah. man. Share with your kids the stuff that matters, the things that you remember the most. And I don't care if your kids are 10, going on 11 like mine, or in their 20s like Dave's are. They want to hear yeah. it. They want to hear it. They never know it. And it's good stuff. You'll like it. That's that's really funny. You know, it's um, as I said, I started coaching. Today was my first practice with my new high school team. Oh, yeah? And so I have a Josh who's coaching baseball with me. He's coaching. Yeah. He's, he's a pitching coach right now at Benito Vista. Oh, nice. And so it, it was Will really, you guys be in the yearbook? <laughs> Jesus, you know, it probably will be. Yeah. I've been, it's funny. I've been in a lot of high school yearbooks. And they said it's yeah, kind of, kind of funny. That, <laughs> you asshole. No, it's, uh, it was, it was cool though. You know, yeah. I, again, Josh and I Fun. were together. We go to, we go to practice for years. I was Josh's coach, yeah. you know, and then we'd go home together. Now we're coaching together and we went home together, you know? Yeah. God. And and he's aren't you working together too? Yeah, we're working together right now. And the deal is, I mean, there's so much talk. I mean, it, it, this is such a, a small period of time that we're going to look back at and go, that was a lot of fun because right. I know what's I know what's coming down the road. He's either right. going to move to LA or he's going to move. He's talking to Austin, Texas. He's he's yeah. moving somewhere. This is a short time that I'm just trying to grab the money, right. you know. And so you know, there's a guy that we work with and. And uh, we, Josh and I are different parts of the building, and I, he, he, everyone knows we're father son. When we, uh-huh. we, we spend, we, we lunch together every day, we drive together every day, and uh, they asked me a question about, you know, why are you doing this? And I said, look, I have the time in the morning. I go, my yeah. bus, my time is busy in the afternoon and evening, but I go, I have the time, and this right. is time for me to do this with my son. And if Josh left tomorrow, I'd probably leave tomorrow. But yeah. this is a time I really enjoyed this time with him. I'm not going to get back. It was really cool today that when we coached together today, because the first day when you're, when I'm taking a new team on, I don't know anyone's name is I'm doing a lot of teaching. This is how yeah. I want it done. I don't want right. to repeat it ever again. I just want to get to the baseball part. You guys want to do, but I'm going to teach this part. And then when someone messed up, he ran out on the field and he instructed on how to do it. He knows it. He knows it. And it was cool to watch. And then the best thing he said, when we got in the car or walking towards the car, he goes, man, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, so I was like, this is going to be a good year. It might yeah. be the only year we ever coach together, and who knows? We might not be living in the same state in a year from now. But right. for for me, as you said, spending time with your kids, the memories that you're having now, I told you as they got older, it'd get better. Yeah. You know, this is a good time for, for you and your boys. It's funny that I have two boys born in September. You were born in September. Uh-huh. You have two boys born in November. I'm born in November. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, but but it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. You know, 20 years of doing the show, we've made a lot of big-time changes, you know, big-time life changes. Uh. Let me ask you this, yeah. just because I haven't asked to this point, 
but I'd like it on the record. Um, I have no Cal Bears gear, even though you've coached them for 50 yeah. years. <laughs> but I have no... what The Scorpions? What are the Benita Vista? What's the nickname? Where are the Barons? Where are the Barons? I right. And I changed the school colors. <laughs> you did? For, well, here's the deal. For years, the colors were navy blue and gold, kind of what the yeah. Rams uniforms were yesterday. Sure. And the kids said, the, the kids went through an experience. And, and look, I, I would tell them all the time, I don't want to hear about the past because I wasn't there. Right. And I don't want to bash a former coach or anything. All I know is that coach isn't there. And now I'm here. And the, the kids said, coach, we want to change the yellow to Vegas gold. Kind of like oh, the St. Yeah, Louis Rams. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you got it. I said, I'm going to do everything I can to get you guys brand new uniforms. And we're going to change the colors. We're going to do this. Well, funny, after I changed the colors, I went back and looked it up. Actually, the original colors are the colors we're changing to. Oh, the nice. school colors. Schools have been around since the mid-60s. But the kids are, are so into it. And I tell you yeah. what, these kids are really fucking good. Good. I was. They had a losing record last year. And Who's uh, on the schedule? Who do we have? We play everybody. I mean, we play all the big teams. I'm guarantee Helix is in there. Cathedral's in there. I think we open with Santana and El Cap and whatever else. It's it's the kids are good. They deserve it. And Jeff, we're going to play at Petco Park this year. I already signed nice. us up. It's going to cost seven grand to raise money to get this done. But I have so many seniors that haven't had a good time their first three years of high school. I'm going to do everything I can to raise money to get those kids to play when, at Petco Park. Um, all right, be so, around April. Round April. Yeah. So, uh. We'll call it out right now. Yeah. Let's do it through the fucking show. Let's figure it out. Let's figure out a way to raise seven grand. Oh, God dang. That's crazy. Well, we'll, well, we'll Why? Do you have to do it through the high school? I, yeah, I don't know how it works. So I was got to be careful there. I, I got to be I, even working on the grass. Like the field's a disaster. We, okay. have, we Really, we have horrible facilities and we shouldn't. But just uh, I've been told, hey, just hold off on everything. Don't do a thing to the field. Don't do anything until everything's approved through the school district. All right. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's all about the kids and the coaches that are coaching them. By the time you break it down, a high school coach makes about 10 cents an hour. Yeah. No, if anyone thinks they're doing it for the money, they're out of their mind. You're doing it for the kids first, and you might have great parents, but you got to play the kids that deserve to play, and it's about winning baseball games at that level. It's going to be it's gonna be a good time. But, but if we did – It was nice. If we did a night – where we could just go hang out. Yeah. Uh, and we hooked up Disappointing Joseph. Because I love those fucking guys. Right? Get those guys yeah. to come out and play. And then, uh, I don't know. We'll, f- we'll figure out somebody to cater it. Because I don't want to hear about it from... <laughs> from Walshaw? Yeah. Saying what the hell? Yeah. Uh, we'll, That's funny. We'll, we'll figure out yeah. something. But you know what? I, I This is the dumbest thing ever. I swear to God, the first thing that popped in my head, let's have a Dave and Jeff horseshoe tournament, right? You know, <laughs> That's great. Just like something yeah. fun. Yeah. Where if we all went out, we played horseshoes and everybody just brought in. That's funny. 25 bucks, yeah. uh, 50 bucks, whatever. Even if we donated two grand. Yeah. But I bet we could raise some money. I bet we could raise some money for these kids to get new uniforms and obviously get a chance to play Petco Park. Yeah. And yeah. all we want is, uh, all we uh Shit, I'd say put uh, put the new logo out there I gotta, on the fence. Yeah, I got to get. Uh, yeah, well, that's easy to do. I, uh, like honest with you, I yeah, I got to get details for as far as how everything's going to work because I don't want to cross the line of at the school so. district. But no, we don't want any trouble. At, at the same time, that would be fantastic for these kids. We're we're all of us as kids and as coaches and parents, we're doing a, a charity fundraiser on on Saturday at a little league where we're basically we're cleaning the fields and we're we're doing the snack bar and everything and trying yeah. to raise couple thousand bucks that way doing everything we can it's a public school 
You know, we're doing everything we can. So anyway, now, wait a minute. It was is a cool that day. money that you're raising Saturday going to the jerseys? It's going to probably to the field equipment first. I don't even have Jeff. I don't even have baseballs. Do you understand? There were there's wow. zero baseballs. One parent today showed up, surprised me completely, and bought twenty dozen baseballs. That's a lot of money. That's a couple. Yeah. That's a couple grand. Yeah. I don't have anything to drag the field with. So someone Shit. is offering, hey, I, I, I will buy you, uh, you know, a tractor, a lawnmower to to drag it. Even that has to get approved by the school just to even accept it. You understand? Yeah. So it's not exactly easy. Again, yeah. they're 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 just kids. They aren't getting paid to play. Right. They're just saying, hey, I just want to. Here's what I tell them. I know it sounds corny, but this is exactly what I what I told them because when I first met the kids, do they look broken as hell? Yeah, they look they look. Kids are talking about transferring. They don't look like they want to play. And then I said, look, this is your team. I'm lucky enough to be here with you guys. But three things are what we're aiming for here. Single moms. A lot of single moms. You know, a lot of kids. And, and we do winter ball right now that's starting up. And, and winter ball is not CIF sanctioned. So the school district doesn't pay for stuff. So All we right. so right. you is can't. Is it the Benita district? No, no. It's Sweetwater School District. Oh, okay. okay. Got it. And so, and by the way, they're $30 million in debt. Oh, shit. So we just got a we just got a notice the other day that there's no more buses. So you want to talk about? Yeah, that's a lot going uh, on. Right? Uh, it's a lot going on. Which the sad thing is, when you talk about after school sports, there are a lot of yeah. schools that are can- canceling or going to cancel JV and freshman programs. Yeah, because they can't get the kids to those games after school. So what happens shit. to the kids after school now? I was going to play baseball or soccer. Right. All of a sudden, that's out because there are no buses. So there, anyway, there, there's there's so much things that are, are going on, but the the kids are great. But I said, look, this is what we're doing. We're gonna try and win. We're trying to win a CIF yeah. championship for you. Get out of here. All right. We're gonna try and get you to play baseball after after this. You know, this is a stop for hopefully yeah. either college or the pros. Nice. I gotta. I do have a couple of kids that I think you might see drafted real soon. That'd be and good. And then the third thing is the worst case scenario. You're gonna leave here with a great childhood memory. Right. And I said, high school, I understand, is is really, it's really nothing in the, in the brink of life. Sure. But it is the four years you remember forever. Oh, yeah. Huge. And I go, it's really important to me that everybody leaves here with saying, you know what? During that time, I had a great time after school playing baseball. And that's uh, that's like it. it. The worst case scenario is you're going to leave here with a great high school memory. All right. So let's say this. Let's see what happens. And maybe we put together something to close the gap. Yeah. Right? Maybe we don't have to tackle the entire seven grand yeah but maybe, anything would help but maybe if there's 2500 yeah. at the end right yeah we get something together and we uh and we figure it out yeah even you, the little bit of money that i'm asking for like give an example some of the schools charge 350 bucks to play winter ball it's only yeah. six games but it's 350 bucks okay we're charging i think around 150 half yeah. of, less than half of that yeah but there's still kids that come up to me and say i can't do it so right. dude of course i'm gonna pay it you know what I yeah. mean? I'm not. I, I told him, don't let money be a factor why you aren't going to play. Right. I, I will figure out a way to make sure you play. And it sucks when a kid who has no control over finances has to say, "Man, I don't think I can play because it's going to be a strain on my parents." There's no way in hell we're going to yeah, let that happen. Right? No way we're going to let we that happen. We have to figure that out. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's keep that on the front burner and we'll figure that out. And if you're out there and you have some idea, again, I understand, and I, we really do have to respect what Dave's saying. I think there's a lot of us that would say, well, I've got a track. I got this, this, yeah. this. Um, just hold that thought and or maybe send Dave a message, direct message him on Twitter or send an email uh, because all of it's welcome. Dave's right. All of it's welcome. But but you do. You have to follow protocol. And there's a protocol. title nine. Title the base, nine, the true, softball yeah. team has to have what the baseball team has and vice versa. Uh, yeah, we can figure that out. Yeah, so okay. that that's the way it goes. But, but no, I appreciate we, you let me let me talk about it a little. No, bit. for sure, we'll do it every show. We'll get updates on it. Um, 
And I do expect a couple of shirts out of that deal. Of course. So I look forward to it. Be Absolutely. Good. All right. Hey, speaking of a guy I've already asked for a little bit of help, and here's another example. Daniel Tyler has said, hey, I'll step up and help you with the fences because I said we don't have fences to protect the players when the line drives go shooting in the dugout. Daniel said, hey, I'll, I'll take care of it for you. Guess what? I can't do that either. I can't yeah. add any fencing to protect the kids until I get everything approved. There's so much basically tape that you have to go through. Daniel Tyler's a great guy. He has a right. great business. He does a fantastic job in the North County and all over San Diego. If you look for someone to say, I need fencing, I need help, the fence is starting to come down, or I want to change things out or make my house look that much better, make sure you give him a call. He's a great guy doing great things. He's going to do a great job with you. He has an A-plus rating with the BBB. He's fully licensed and insured, and he gives free estimates. Daniel Tyler's number with Superior Fence Company is 760-745-4846. 760-745-4846. Again, SanDiegoSuperiorFence.com. Well, I think when you go into business and you have somebody come in to do a job, yeah, you want them to do good work, and that's what San Diego Superior Fence does. But for me, I'm just such a big believer in the character of the man. Yeah. Uh, it's a common thread that runs through all the guys that are the backbone of this show. Dan Tyler, right at the top of the list. And, and I think what Dave just said there really can't be emphasized enough. When Dave said, hey, look, um, we want to play baseball and we want to do it with these kids, but the fences are kind of beat up. It's the Little League project that we'll get to in the start of 2019. Uh, Dan's right there. Yeah. And, and that to me is great. And I can show you all the pictures and I can tell you the before and the after. Hey, look how nice this looks and, and the jokes and everything else. But but for me, if I'm going into business and I want somebody coming in to do a job, I want I want somebody of high character. I think that's just where I'm at yeah. at this stage of my life. Uh, it's why we seek certain people out to be sponsors and I'm uh, I'm incredibly proud of that friendship. I, I it doesn't shock me at all uh, that he was that guy. And I think for those of you that go, yeah, just my the the fence at my house, it's a little rundown, yeah, a little knocked down. It happens with the weather and the heat and everything else. And you go, God, there's I don't know where to go. But maybe you're paying attention to the podcast and you say, wow, guy steps up, doesn't even live in the Sweetwater district. No. Um, it's a long drive for him, uh, but materials and everything else to go. Yeah, that's the kind of guy I want to do business with. Believe me, you won't regret it. Absolutely. Don't forget about Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools. Alan Taylor will have the pool of your dreams ready to go. What are you waiting for? No one does a better job getting that perfect pool for you. 20 years in the business in San Diego. Alan Taylor and the guys that work for him couldn't be better, nicer people as well. Work extremely hard. And again, you can't imagine the pool that he can put in your backyard and make it a staycation with the waterfalls, the grotto, the slides. Taylor May Pools is the way to go. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. I'm glad you mentioned the grotto because... Last night, it's late. It's probably about 1 o'clock, and I get a text message from Vera and Vista. And she's like, what are you doing? And I said, it's a work day. Come on, baby. It's a work day. And she said, when are you getting that goddamn grotto built? Yeah. Because I want to come over and hang out under the waterfall. And I said, you know what? <laughs> Calm down, you little alley cat. But if you're like me, and the road takes you where all of a sudden you find yourself single, and you're ready to mingle, and yeah. Vera's out there... You can't do it at the average everyday pool no. that you find in Kensington, right? 
You got to have a pool with a grotto. Yes. Because if she's not hanging out with you, then she's going to be heading somewhere else, hanging out at Turco's house. And I'm not losing that battle. No, sir. And that's why I love Al Taylor. He does great work. And that's the problem. I said to her one night, we're just kind of hanging out, having some fondue. And I said, why don't you look at some of these pictures? And she did. And she was sold. Yeah. And you'll be sold too. <laughs> did you eat fondue when you were a kid? No. But Your she, mom never bought the fondue kit? No. Fondue was great. It just took forever to make, to get it. You're like, oh, fuck. One little bite took three minutes. Where do you think Vera goes for fondue and Vista? Hello? <laughs> Sizzler? <laughs> they have that at the dessert bar? Maybe that's our next move. We should just open a fondue restaurant. Let's do it. The Vera beer hostess poor vera the other day you didn't get any of my messages dude she does that to me all the time i got them they were just so fucking <laughs> nuts i didn't even respond to them <laughs> i tell you what makes vera great she every one of Everything. them the last week She's was the greatest. she even though vera loves the padres more than almost anyone i know outside of you she loves the ponds but she knows the ponds are out and she likes me and she said go dodgers for this week Every day. She go go Dodgers. Oh, it went a long fucking way. I got the Padres luck. But yeah. anyway, her heart was in the right place. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll next, be hanging out with Cheryl Tiggs. You'll be with Vera. <laughs> yeah. Next time we're in the grotto, that'll be brought up. <laughs> all right. Don't forget about Brian Curry as well. Selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. President's Elite Award winner. He's the guy. He's the guy that wins all the awards. Look, he's Does located. He for the Warriors? Brian Curry? <laughs> no, he doesn't play for the Warriors. Vera. Steph. Oh. Brian Curry, right off the 15, doesn't matter. The guy knows Del San Diego Curry? County like you. No, it's not Del Curry. He knows San Diego all over the place, no matter where Did you he go. Did coach at Kentucky? No. Do oh. not. That was Bill Curry. You asshole. He's spicy food. Shut the fuck up, Vera. Spicy food. Brian Curry's your guy. He's selling real estate. He can put you wherever you want. Even neighborhoods that under his breath, he might be going, oh, I know. What are you doing? He's not going to sit there and hold it under his breath. He's going to tell you, this is a big damn mistake. This is the biggest investment IB. of your life. That's, we're talking to you, IB, you shithole. <laughs> so Brian Kerr is your guy, and it's easy to get in touch with him. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. He also does property management. Yeah, if you live in IB... Take a drive down about 17th and Imperial. There'll be a fucking bus bench there. Will there be some fucking dork with a tooth colored out? Call that asshole. <laughs> City Heights. City Heights. I don't know. There's probably another smiling asshole on the trolley stop. Right? Wherever you're going. Whatever shot you're getting, City Heights. You call that asshole. My guy Brian Curry sells... Homes with a meaning. Yeah, we're not doing goddamn manufactured yeah. homes in IB next to the pup and taco. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Fucking guy who's 30 years in the Navy flying helicopters, okay? He's paid his dues. And he's not paying any more in that shithole known as Imperial Beach. Fuck off. But if you live in Del Mar... Yes. And your husband accidentally drowned in the ocean, wink, wink. You need a new, I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> I'm 
Isn't that Georgia Frontier? Yeah, I was say, you talking about Georgia Frontier? Jesus. Is she even still alive? She's no, not she dropped anymore. Dead. She dropped dead. All right. Well, if you're anybody not Georgia Frontier, yeah, I was like, what the yeah. fuck am I talking yeah, about? Take it easy, Robert Wagner. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, if you live anywhere, let me give you some areas. East Lake, gorgeous. La Mesa, outstanding. Spring Valley. People love San Carlos. San Carlos. Let's jump over Spring Valley. We'll get to San Carlos. Carlsbad, Encinitas, yeah. Del Mar. Scripps Ranch, fuck you. <laughs> now living next to that little troll. But we'll get you hooked up. Brian Curry's the man. Right now with the market fluctuating. Good time to buy, good time to sell. Uh, BC's your man. Absolutely. Absolutely great guy. Vista? Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, you could go to Vista too. What about power? I'll tell you another place on the beach. I think I need shock therapy. Oh my god! Did okay. Here's the question I got the other day: Did coach sure. really coach at USIU? I have no idea. Okay. I just make you it up every time. All the time. I have no idea where he coached. I know he coached at Miracosta. Yeah, but USIU when I got here as a kid was always kind of the program. I'll tell you one thing, Dave. All the girls at USIU they knew we had it together. I mentioned that last time I was on the show. We had a pretty tough schedule. We'd have to go to the Inland Empire. We'd have to play Barstow. We'd have to play University of California at Yuma, even though they were technically in Arizona. We played El Centro Community College. They were really, really good. Yeah. They brought in a bunch of guys across the border. Claimed they were Native American, but every first name was Felipe. <laughs> Like Jeff, I'm only mildly racist. I was just impressed by their speed. They were pretty good stealing signs, too. Do you say mildly racist? That's it. Okay. I told you. Because you dropped a two in there. Well, I told you. I'm like, like Jeff. Two isn't what else were they stealing? What are you talking about? Uh, well, say what you want. I'm a big fan of Johnny Paycheck, and every time I played that team, I'd have to go out, and I'd be like, what in the world happened here? I had two Johnny Paycheck CDs, and now I've got one. <laughs> I'd see some guy yelling at me, take this game and shove it. And I was like, you wouldn't have said that an hour ago. What gave you that idea, young man? I'm going to go ahead and say yeah. I'm not getting a Christmas card from I'm pretty sure you are not. Not. You've baited me into doing that. Everybody loves it. But one of my favorite guys in the yeah. world. Honestly, I like as much of a dick as Saw is, Coach is the fucking greatest he guy on the planet. Guy. He's just the greatest. He was so, he had me all, God damn, he had me laughing the other day. Because Coach had been off Twitter for like, I don't know, I didn't see him for like a month. And he was so mad. Uh, who's the pitcher from Boston that lagged, that barely ran down to first base? Rodriguez? No. Uh, God damn it. Yeah, it was Rodriguez. Edwin Rodriguez, right? It was, it right? was Rodriguez. Boy, I tell you, in my day, everybody ran the bases. How about a little hustle out there, Rodriguez? <laughs> what he said on Twitter. And I was like, whoa. 
Don't bring that bullshit to Solana <laughs> Beach. He didn't even respond. They're just like, fuck you. <laughs> I've heard plenty of people. Steve Dolan told me what you're doing. Rick Schloss told me what you're doing on that show. Don't approve. Dude, we got to bring him in the garage. What are we going to do? Patreon guy. We got to bring him in the garage. Coach? Yes. For what? Just so you can talk like Coach right to him and see if he figures it out. We want to know. Well, I tell you, Chris Dudley was a good player on a Tory. A great career. Smart guy. I don't remember anybody from San Diego going to the Ivy League. Ivy League. They probably went Planet Ivy. Part of their work release program. Um, yeah, I mean, look, stop, you're not too bad, but there are certain members of this audience that love sending direct messages to random people that I've never met in my life. Hey, uh, Rachel on 91X, when are you going in the garage? Oh, Jesus. Like, I, I don't even know yeah. who that... What? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. She doesn't know who I am. No. That's not me. Like that's not me being better. We're like we don't have any idea. Well, hey, how are you? Yeah, well, I'm fine, thanks. Not you. <laughs> that's scary, right there. You just did. Have <laughs> <laughs> a conversation, yeah. With Coach. Yeah, uh, I love Johnny, but that's the one thing. For I just always understand. For the people that we mess with, I love Johnny Cantera. Everything for John Butler was the biggest dick. Yeah. Eddie McGuire is a fucking good dude. He's a good guy. Eddie McGuire is a good dude. But but Johnny Cantera is my man. Like, that's, I only do it just to mess with him. That's so funny. But if I ever found out it bummed him out, I'd be bummed out. You probably stop? No. <laughs> what do you mean? My feelings were genuinely hurt. It really offends me. You know, I did Afternoons today on 97.3. I filled in with Tony Gwynn Jr. When's the last time you were on a radio show that four people were listening to? <laughs> I tell you, I'm excited. I, I wouldn't be shocked in two years if that little cliche spitting horse jockey, Andy Green's out of a job and Tony Gwynn Jr. is the manager of that team. And when he is, I'm excited because that means that I can... Be bring- a hitting coach or bench coach? Uh, no, I'll be coaching Ello. <laughs> that was my prediction the other night on Twitter. I said in two years when the Padres are in the World Series and Dave Roberts is doing the postgame show on 97.3, he better not start any bullshit questioning Pods manager Tony Gwynn yeah, Jr.'s handling of the bullpen. That's hilarious. Then Alex Cora brings in fucking Craig Kimbrell in like the seventh. I said in two years when Alex Cora's doing the pregame show on 97.3, he better not be shooting his <laughs> fucking mouth off either. Uh, I think that's it, Dave. Yeah, that I think good. we've covered everything. An hour and a half. Oh, that's a good one. All right, don't forget, uh, we moved to Patreon full-time on Sunday night. Cool. Um, so please get signed up for that. Uh, you can email us if you like, davepalay at yahoo.com, jp.s at the yahoo.com. We had a contact. Dave contacted us on the new website. By the way, the show last night's show didn't go up on the website. We'll try to get that fixed today. Um, well, it's not. Well, this one might go on the website. Yeah. Well, hopefully okay, this one. I just one threw might. the other one away right before I started this one. You did? Yeah, I threw last night's away. You should have told me. Heads up. Ah, shit. Oh well. Find it on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. There you go. Any of the others. But um, yeah, we're heading to Patreon. That's it. What the fuck? Oh, uh, Dave contacted us one of the cool things you can do now is send us emails uh, on the website at daveandjeffshow.com check out the sponsor cool. pages the charity pages 
But Dave wrote a really nice comment, but then he asked about Padres radio and why can't you hear it in Carlsbad? And I responded to him today, you would have to contact the station. Yeah. I, I have no idea what the mindset is at Intercom. Like I said, all I know is they got an annoying little fucking twerp who's the PD over there. And once they brought that dipshit in, uh, I stopped worrying about anything at 97.3. When that guy leaves, he's the Tuesday manager at Foster's Freeze <laughs> San Carlos. Foster's Freeze all around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, that, when that fuckhead is selling banana splits to pimple-faced delivery drivers from Peter Piper Pizza... Then I'll worry about what the fuck's going on at 97.3. And for right now, that's one big circle jerk. All right, you ready to end it right now? Yeah. All right, good deal. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Yeah.